When I scan somebody that has high blood pressure issues, I always recommend the Zona Plus. It's a device that you squeeze with your hand. It reminds me of a video game controller that the kids use, and it helps regulate your blood vessels. It was realized working with fighter pilots that when they were going mock, they were taught to grab the joystick in the cockpit and squeeze it really hard. And they realized that it was regulating some of those pilots' blood pressure. So they came up with that technology in a device that we can use at home. So give it a try. It's called the Zona Plus. And you can go to Zona, Z as in zebra, O-N-A dot com. And at your checkout, put in the coupon code, just put in Julie Ryan. All together, no space, and you'll get $50 off. So give it a try. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We got a whole bunch of callers on hold, but a couple of things first before we get to them and their questions. It's always a surprise to me. I never knew who's going to call and I certainly don't know what they're going to ask. So that makes it really fun for this show. A couple of things. When I'm talking about a healing or describing something that I'm seeing when I say on my radar that's in my mind's eye, do your best to picture what I'm describing because then everybody that listens to the show is participating in the healing. So those of you that listen, consider calling in if you've got a question or you've got something going on because it's a huge healing for you. It's similar to when there's a lot of prayer being said for somebody, when a lot of thought goes in for this same cause or the same reason, the healing is exponential. So keep that in mind. Picture what I'm what I'm discussing, and then that's going to help you participate in the healing. And the person who's calling in really appreciates that. Many of my students, I tell them, it's a great way to practice doing woo-woo because you can envision what I'm talking about, see if you get the same thing, and then see what I say. And then you can compare that to what you're getting. So it's a great way to practice as well. A couple of reminders. We're in the Christmas holiday season. I've had several people email me and ask if we could put up the sponsor links. And that's everything for Amada face cream, for the Viome test, for uh, Purity Woods cream, for Beam Minerals, all that jazz. And we just added it to the website. So AskJulieRyan.com, if you go on there, you'll see a new tab that says Sponsor Page. And there are big discounts on all that stuff up there. So if you're looking for something for a gift for somebody that's health-related or beauty-related too, then just go to AskJulieRyan.com, click on the sponsor link, and you'll see all those links to the different companies and also what the checkout code is to get a discount on that. Secondly, all my books. People give my books as a Christmas gift, not only to children, but everybody's going to lose a loved one at some point. And so angelic attendance is a really good thing to give as a gift just because you don't have to wait till somebody's dying to not be afraid of death. And this talks about how we're surrounded by angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets. And then there are six children, there are four children's books and two books about the two minute rule that I talk about. So those are all really good Christmas gifts too. For the person that you can't think of what to get them, go to AskJulieRyan.com 
and you'll be able to see a few suggestions. Alrighty, let's go to the phones and see who our first caller is. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Julie. How are you doing, girl? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Same to you so much. Where are you located? I'm in Nelson, British Columbia, Canada. Okay. Wonderful. You got snow up there? Yes, we do. Yes. Oh, boy. Getting ready for Santa. I used to fret about that as a kid because if we didn't have snow Mm -hmm. in Ohio, how was Santa going to land his sleigh? Exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. You got to have snow. Got to have snow. Well, I'm here in the deep south, so, you know, we we improvise. That's right. How may I help you this evening? You got a question for me? I do, Julie. Ten years ago, I had a brain tumor, and it was successfully removed. But just um, this year, which has been ten years since, um, I have to keep getting MRIs. And I went for my last MRI, and they said it has regrown. And so now um, they said this time around, um, I cannot do surgery. That could be fatal. So my only other um, way to to deal with it is through radiation therapy and perhaps a radiation mask. And I'm not really looking forward to either of those things. And I was wondering if maybe you could take a look at it and see, you know, what's going on in there and what we can do about it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How this works is I'm going to raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. For those of you that are first time watchers and listeners, I'm going to watch a laser beam in my mind's eye come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to hook into Shelly up in Canada. And then I'm going to have a hologram of you in my mind's eye, Shelly. It's going to be as if I'm looking at an x-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. Something mm-hmm. will be identified. There will be some kind of healing that will happen. That can take oh, the form of something getting added, something getting removed. I watch procedures all the time that emulate what I saw in surgery for many years. I'm an inventor of surgical devices and former manufacturer. So a lot of this stuff emulates what I saw in surgery. Sometimes I see healings that use methodologies and devices that aren't, haven't been invented yet. And regardless of what I'm seeing, I'm going to be very descriptive with you. Sometimes my analogies are hilarious, so prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. I may tell you your elbow, looks like, your elbow looks like whipped cream or something crazy like that. But that's just how the images come to me so we can envision them. Because mm-hmm. if we can envision them, it helps integrate the healing into your body. So here we go. Oh, here comes my laser beam from okay. Sweet Home, Alabama, heading up to you and British Columbia. All right. Got you. Shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. Okay. I can see the tumor. It It's mm-hmm. tumors can look to me like they're either dark and they can look black and kind of sticky. Yours looks more like a head of cauliflower. It's kind of lumpy. And okay. so what I'm doing, Shelly, is I'm I, spirit working through me and with me to help facilitate healing. I'm encapsulating that tumor so those cells don't go anywhere, removing it out of your head. And then what we're doing is we're using stem cell energy to regenerate brain tissue where we took it out. Stem cell energy is a light amber colored gel, has sparkles in it, reminds me of Dippity Doo hair gel. Do you remember that from the 60s and 70s? I certainly do. I'm old enough to remember. Isn't that hilarious? All right. There's a vortex spinning above your head, and that centrifugal force is what is, is going to transform your stem, the stem cell energy into new brain matter. As soon as I watch the tumor get removed, it just, uh, it just disappears. It just obliterates it. So mm-hmm. that's number one. What I'm doing while it's regenerating that brain matter, Shelly, is I'm looking for the vascular system for that tumor because tumors need blood flow in order to mm-hmm. grow. So what I'm watching is the all the tributaries of blood that are coming into where the tumor was and those are being cauterized. So kind of Thank burned you. on the end so that Thank they you. don't, 
so that they just die. They don't have anywhere to go. So they're just going to be down on the end. Okay, so I've got that going. Let's do a DNA healing on you, Shelly. DNA looks like strands of paper that you'd see, strips of paper you'd see in a fortune cookie with the fortune written in it. And Mm -hmm. so what I'm watching is the letters on the DNA strands are ATCG. They represent nucleic acids. One strand can have 100,000 letters, can have a billion letters. I'm watching those letters get moved up and over as if we're watching somebody play Scrabble in warp speed. So I'm watching them get resequenced, if you will. You have seven strands that have come out of an X chromosome. You know, girls have two X's, boys have an X and a Y. So I always see an X. And again, this is a metaphor. This is an analogy for the energy healing that's happening. So I'm watching those get resequenced. Three of them are back in. We got four more to go. We'll do a lymph cleanse in a moment and then you'll be good to go. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Just like I did the first time around when I didn't even know I had a tumor until they, you know, I got an MRI and they told me. So I'm feeling fine. Okay, good. I just just want it gone. (laughs) I bet. Focus on that. Focus on that. You feel good. All right. So we got Mm -hmm. one more strand to go back in. That strand's back in. Okay, lymph cleanse. Imagine there's a big clear tube in the front of your body, all your lymph material, your lymph fluids in there. Do you remember what lava lamps look like, Shelly? I sure do. I have one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I you have one. Right. You know how the, the liquid in there is kind of globby looking? Mm-hmm. That's what this looks like to me. It's kind of an amber color again, and it's it's spinning in this tube. And then there's a hole that's opened on the bottom of each of your f- feet, and the toxins come out the bottom of your feet. So it's reverse osmosis purification of your lymph fluid. There's a big dome that's mm-hmm. come down on top of you that's pulling out any lymph nodes that have sequestered toxins, like the cancer cells. Got that. That's pulling it out. You're being sprinkled with stem cell energy. And that's going to help you regenerate new lymph nodes. Vortex above your head, beneath your feet on either side of you, front and behind, all spinning concurrently. If you think about it, if you go back to your biology classes in grade school, we learned that every cell has a nucleus. Every nucleus is surrounded by cytoplasm. Cytoplasm is a watery gel like dippity-doo. And our bodies have a centrifugal force in them that spins that causes those cells to divide and replicate to the tune of billions of them a day. So in these healings, I believe what I'm watching is I'm watching the body do it on its own, just in warp speed. So that's what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, this healing, the healings will integrate into your body And that can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months, may need some kind of complementary care. But certainly, it's always our spirit's prerogative to utilize the healing in a way that best facilitates whatever it is our spirit's exploring in this lifetime. So keep that in mind. You know, when you were were doing it, Julie, I felt around my heart and the center of my body a whirling feeling. Well, good. That was that lymph cleanse. That's exactly what was going on. Thanks for letting us know that. Yeah. One other thing, Shelley, consider looking up Thomas Seyfried, S-E-Y-F-R-I-E-D, Ph.D. He's a scientist at Boston College who's done a lot of research on cancer. The stuff that he talks about resonates a lot with me, and it's different from what other doctors and what other scientists are espousing. So you may want to check him out, Thomas Seafried, PhD, Dr. Thomas Seafried. And, see and he's from the, Boston? Boston College. Boston College. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I hope you feel better. Keep us posted on how you're doing. Oh, I will, Julian. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you letting me have a few minutes of your time. Oh, my honor. Feel better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, hi, Karen. Hi, Julie. How are you? I love your little Christmas tree brooch. 
Thank you. I have this collection of of vintage brooches that I like to wear. And thank you because they were somebody's mothers or grandmothers and they loved them. And now I get to wear them and continue Mm. enjoying them, enjoying somebody's jewelry that they enjoyed. In this case, this was my mother's. So I, I buy a lot of I buy a lot of vintage jewelry and brooches, and um, and then I, of course, I cherish the ones that were family pieces as well. Nice, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, please tell everybody where you are. I am in Oaxaca, Mexico. Okay, everybody. But Karen's my- been on the show. I yes. don't remember what the episode is, but it was a couple of months ago. So you can find her. If you go back, that was fun having you on the show. That was so much fun. Delighted to have joined. Wonderful. Obviously, she's an Irish girl living in Mexico. You can tell by Mm -hmm. her her accent. Yeah. Well, you got a question for me? I do. And it's actually connecting back to Ireland, back to Poppy, the cat that you did a healing on a couple of years ago. She was attacked by a dog and was kind of left with no options and you did a healing and she was great but lately she has been a bit poorly again and obviously mom is very upset but she's been diagnosed with feline aids and yeah and severe anemia and they gave her a cortisol shot which can help with the, the anemia but seemingly can interact with the feline aids so they're not sure how it'll go uh, so yeah, maybe if you could connect in with Poppy and see how she's doing or what she might need. Poppy's spirit's out of her body, so oh. Poppy's not in good shape. Yeah, how old is Poppy? She's probably nine or ten. We're trying to figure this oh. out. Yeah. yeah. So when a person or an animal's spirit is out of their body, I don't scan them because it's like Mm. trying to look at an x-ray in a pitch black room without any electricity. So I think she's in trouble right now. I'm sorry. Are you going to Ireland for the holidays? No, I'm not. But mom was filling me in and obviously hoping for the best. So I was like, well, I'll ring in and see. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's just, let's just talk to her. Poppy, are you going to check out anytime soon? She's saying yes. What mm-hmm. do you need? Are you in pain? She's saying not really. She's not really in pain. Okay. She's saying the steroid shot took care of that, mm-hmm. um, took care of pain. Are you, is there anything that Karen's mom can do for you? as you're at the end of your life. I think snuggle with her now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Poppy, do you want Karen's mom to know that you're dying? She's saying yes. I'm surprised. I thought she might not. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be euthanized? She's saying not yet. She's saying that that your mom will know when the time is right Mm -hmm. when she can't control her bowels. Mm -hmm. That will be your mom's signal. I talked to a okay. woman yesterday whose cat was ready to, was asking to be euthanized and it was having okay. trouble controlling its bowels. I hear that from dogs and cats. Yeah. That that's kind mm. of their, you know, that's their that's telltale cute. sign. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so thank sorry you, I don't have better news for you. No, look, that's how it is. Thank you so much. And at least she's You're not in pain welcome. and she's okay. Yeah. And we- Give yeah. them, give her all the cuddles. Absolutely. Well, have a wonderful holiday, Mexican style. Yeah, you too, Julie. Happy Christmas. Hi, Lori. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? I'm doing good. I, I didn't get Terrific. dressed up very well. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you're a natural beauty. Oh. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. <clears throat> right. Got a question for me? Yeah, it's about my my brother. Yeah, I talked to you some about my son Garrett passing um, six years ago, but yeah. my son, I mean my brother, died in ninety one. He was twenty four okay. years old. And what was his name, like Bradley Dean? 
Bradley, okay? I feel like I connect better to Garrett because I, he's my son, of course, and I knew him better. But with Brad, I know he gives me signs by numbers, sequential numbers. Like he was, he graduated from high school in 1986. So I see a lot of eights and sixers or sixes and eights, you know, just going down the highway or on the TV or, you know, like that. But I really don't um, feel him, feel his presence as much as I do my son, Garrett. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I might be missing out maybe on some, some messages. I, I know he's here and I know he hears me. He's just always been really quiet. He, he was in the in the Marine Corps, very um, uh, serious type of person, but like to have fun too. So I just feel like I may not be connecting with him as much as I could be. So you so you want to ask him? He's right on your right, and then Garrett's right next to him. So both both your guys are there. As soon as you know, or, that's right. You know. As soon as we think of them, it connects our satellite dish heads to their frequency and they come right in. So uh, did you have a question for Brad or for Garrett, for that matter? Well, for Brad, um, I had to, we had to put my mom and dad in the nursing home in September because she fell and broke her hip and she couldn't take care mm-hmm. of dad. And so they're in the nursing home and just trying to cope with that and applying for financial aid for their expenses and things are just kind of really up in the air about that and just wanting to know how things are going to work out when things are going to work out because Mm -hmm. you know they know I've read about stuff like this just kind of nervous Nellie about this stuff and just wanting to know the outcome yeah because that helps helps us feel safer you know, yeah. if we think we can control things, it helps us feel safer, which is a total mirage. You know that. And so you also know about the two-minute rule, I, right? I practice that a lot, yes. Yeah. Tell everybody about the two-minute rule. If it's not going to kill you in two minutes, then you don't have – it's a fake, a, fake, a fake fear. Just put it aside. Right. In your book, I did, I did buy your book and gave it to my daughters for a Thanksgiving present. And oh. it kind of helps us all to really res- to think more positively. And like my daughter Taylor yeah. said with the breast cancer, she said, you got to have a plan, mom. <laughs> I said, okay, Taylor. So, yeah. you know, just making a plan to get things done. That's been very helpful with, with my mom and dad's yeah. situation. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is your mom and dad are fine. Everything's working out fine. Your mom still cognitively is in really good shape, what I'm hearing. She is sharp as tack, doesn't miss anything. Is that what you're finding? Well, they actually said her BMIS was lower than dad's. It was 11 out of 15. Okay. Well, they're saying... She's okay. When I talked to her Monday, she was good. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing is she's not missing anything. She's not missing out on anything. And she they're saying she's like a hawk watching everybody and everything to make sure that she's taken care of and that your dad's taken care of. So um, she's she's good. Dad's starting to decline more than your mom is what I'm getting. So uh, the finances will sort themselves out for you to just follow the protocols, know that everything's working, all the all the wheels are turning. I'm seeing like gears on a clock, Lori, you know, where a tongue and groove, one gear turns and it turns another gear and it turns another gear to, to move the, the um, arms on a clock. That's what I'm seeing, that all the gears are kicking in to do that. So stay in clarity yourself two-minute rule. Is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? If it's a yes, get out of the road before the truck's going to run you over. Change the conditions. That's a real fear. The answer is no, then you know that's a fake fear. And it'll keep you out of fight or flight. When we're in fight or flight, we lose clarity. So that will help you keep your clarity. And then you're led. You're led. Okay, here's the next step. Here's the next step with that. And then just ask spirit. 
what's what's the best thing to do? What's in my parents' best interest? And you'll get a thought and then follow that and that'll lead you to something else and something else. As long as you stay in clarity, you'll be led. All the information you need is accessible. Okay, I hope that helps. You got your hands full, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, well, two-minute rule, that is the key. The more you do it, the more you're going to get used to it. And then the more validation you get, the more validation you get, the more you trust it. Same with spirit. Say something to spirit, the first thing, fast as you can snap your fingers. First thing comes in your head, that's going to be spirit answering you. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that's going to be your brain talking to you. So ask it again. Be super specific when you ask because spirit's really literal and they're going to give you always correct information, but how applicable it is, is always going to be predicated on how you ask the question. So keep that in mind too. Look for the little miracles as you go through all of this. And, uh, you know, just when you're feeling stressed, two minute rule, two minute rule, two minute rule. Okay. Well, hang in there. Thanks for calling. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth bedding. I love them and so will you. We do this show every Thursday night, except between Christmas and New Year's because I'm going to be on vacation that week being with my, I'll just be with my family. But we do this show normally every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central and 5 Pacific. Just go to AskJulieRyanShow.com and we'll connect you right in. You'll get, we'll get you on. We'll get your question answered. Remember everybody listening, what, regardless of when they listen to it, they're participating in the healings, they're participating in talking with deceased loved ones, all of that. So I say it's the best bang for your buck in woo-woo land. You know, it's free. You call in, you get your question answered. I'm going to help you and so is everybody listening, either now or in the future. This information is available on my website, AskJulieRyanShow.com is available on my website at AskJulieRyan.com. And in the show notes, you can download the show anywhere you get a podcast. We're also on YouTube and we're on Alexa. So just go to any one of those. Please subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Then you're automatically entered into a free drawing. And it's a session with me and you'll have a whole hour to ask me and ask Spirit anything you want. We can talk about medical stuff. We can scan your dog. We can talk to your dead grandma. We can do past lives, whatever. It's a blast. We have so much fun when we get to do that. So all you have to do is just leave a review wherever you watch or listen to the show and you'll be entered into the free drawing. Let's see, what else? Uh, Call-in details can also be found on all my social media channels. Everything's Ask Julie Ryan. We're on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. And while you're on AskJulieRyan.com, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It's a question somebody submits, it's chosen, and then I answer it. And also on there is what the call-in information, AskJulieRyanShow.com. So that'll be easy. Also, when you're on my uh, website, you can schedule an appointment with me. I'm booked out a little bit. The key is get on my calendar and then save your confirmation email and periodically click on the reschedule button because when you do, you will see earlier appointments that have become available and people reschedule all the time, multiple times a week, and you'll be able to get in sooner perhaps. Everything's there, AskJulieRyan.com. 
So just check it out. All right. The question this week is from, let's see, it's from Johnny, and Johnny lives in Gadsden, Alabama, which is about an hour and a half north of me here in Birmingham. It's up near Huntsville. And he says, hi, Julie, I'm a 56-year-old male with chronic back pain, and he put in parentheses, spina bifida and sciatica, who wishes to work and take care of my family. Can you help? Can you help me? Thanks, Johnny. And here's my response. Hi, Johnny. Sorry to hear you're in pain. The answer is yes, I can help you heal yourself. That's what all physicians, medical providers, energy healers like me, etc. do. We guide and assist you in your journey to heal your own body. You know, nobody heals anybody else. If you think about when somebody has surgery, at the end of the procedure, the surgeon's going to close the incision with sutures and staples. Surgeon doesn't make the person's skin grow back. The person makes their own skin grow back. And it's the same with all healing. We all heal ourselves. I went on to say to do that, I energetically connected with you so I could see in my mind's eye what was causing your pain. Johns Hopkins Medical Center says spina bifida is a group of congenital conditions involving the failure of normal development of the spinal cord and vertebrae. Most of us have heard of spina bifida, but I think a lot of people don't really know what it is. So I wanted to get an official description. It goes on to say that open neural tube defects are typically diagnosed prenatally. Those not diagnosed through prenatal sonogram and maternal blood work are diagnosed by physical exam at birth. Spina bifida will often result in varying degrees of weakness to the legs, end quote. It appears you may have had surgery as a newborn because I'm seeing scar tissue in your back. Scar tissue tissue looks like strands of a spider web and can restrict movement by tethering parts of the body together. I watched it get removed. Next, I watched, again in my mind's eye, the clearing of your sciatica nerves going down the back of both legs. Imagine your nerves look like tubes and imagine a corkscrew spinning and tunneling through that tubing to clear it of dead cells and other debris. After the clearing, both sciaticas were irrigated and filled with stem cell energy to regenerate the nerves. As we heard, stem cell energy looks like a light amber colored gel, has sparkles in it and reminds me of dippity doo hair gel. Stem cell energy is amazing and will heal and or regenerate any body part we need. Envisioning what I described will help the healing integrate into your body. After all, the body always believes what the brain tells it, even if the brain doesn't believe it to be true. Hope you feel better. So Johnny, thanks for submitting that question. I hope that healing helps you with your pain, helps relieve your pain in your back and going down the back of your legs. The the interesting thing about the brain thinking one thing and the body following it, think of a, a movie or a TV show that you watched. Either it could have been scary and your brain knew it was pretend, but you felt like your heart was going to beat right out of your chest because it was so darn scary. Or think about a sad movie where you feel like crying or you end up do crying. And again, your brain knows that it's pretend, but you're feeling the emotion of it. So I think those are great analogies of how the body is going to believe what the brain's telling it, even if the brain doesn't believe it to be true. The one sad movie that I always think of with that example is Terms of Endearment. I was in my 20s when that came out and I was on a date and we were sitting at a movie theater and I was was a new guy. I'd only been out with him a couple of times. And I remember holding my breath in that movie because I was afraid if I let my breath go that I would just, you know, go, or, or, you know, make some sobbing sound that I wouldn't be able to control. And I knew it was pretend. I knew it was just make-believe, but I certainly was overcome with grief just watching it. I know all of you can come up with an example like that as well. So Johnny, I hope you feel better. Hi, Beverly. Hi. How are you, my girl? I'm okay. Thanks. How are you? 
I'm terrific. Thanks. Where are you? Uh, I live in Western Canada. Okay. By the, terrific. By the rock. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, welcome. How may I help you? You got a question for me? Uh, I do, kind of. Um, uh, I was involved in a, a rear ender a couple of months ago on a highway, and um, it really shook my whole nervous system. And um, I've been having problems with my uh, teeth because of it too. So it was uh, it was kind of quite a blow. <laughs> oh no! Were you injured? Did you go to the hospital after the accident? Well. Um, I did go to the hospital and I, they said it was a bit of a whiplash, but um, no, it was a, it was a multi-car um, pileup and um, mm. I was the, the front car, so I didn't, wasn't impacted as much, but um, I'm still doing physiotherapy on that and uh, it's getting better, but um, yeah, it's um, kind of a healing journey, especially when it's impacting my teeth and, uh, and that. What's happening with your teeth? Uh, what I'm getting is a concussion. I'm going to get you on my radar here in a second. We'll see what your head looks mm -hmm. like. But what's going on with your teeth? Uh, well, I actually lost two teeth as a result of it um, after oh, a couple of weeks after, after the <laughs> accident. I think it was because of, um, you know, clenching down. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Clenching down during the accident when you were hit? Uh, I believe so. That uh, might be something else that was going on prior to that, too. What is your dentist saying? Well, it's not good news. They're, they're wanting to um, remove uh, several teeth and put in some, um, what do you call it? Uh, not a retainer, but um, a partial plate. Okay. All right. Let me let me go. I'm going to hook into you and get you on my radar. I'm going to check your head first and then we'll check your teeth. All right. Because okay. when you're talking to me, when I'm hearing somebody describe what's going on in a healing, I'm already getting information. I call them divine downloads. I'm getting information downloaded into my head of places to look and things to consider. And I'm already zapping on you while we're chit-chatting. And so then when I get you on my radar, I just watch where the energy goes, but it's also guiding me. So scar tissue, what happens is when we have an impact and concussions, the brain is not secure inside the skull, Beverly. And so it slams up against the bony skull and then it kicks back. And so what happens is it causes injury. That's what I'm seeing. And unless, did they do an MR, did they do a CT scan on you, on your head? No, they didn't, no. They didn't, okay. Was, That's very, sorry, I was checked out by emergency physician and she didn't feel that it was necessary. Yeah, they miss it a lot by not doing a, you know, a scan on your head. So what I'm watching is I'm watching the, the area that was injured get removed. Imagine that your brain matter looks like thick cooked oatmeal, Beverly. And imagine if we took a spoonful of oatmeal, what's it gonna do? It's gonna leave a divot in that oatmeal. And then we're using stem cell energy to come in that's gonna heal that brain matter. Light amber color gel, sparkles, reminds me of Dippity Doo hair gel. There's a vortex that's spinning above it that's going to regenerate the brain matter to do that. When I see, see injury in the brain or scar tissue in the brain, it can occlude neural pathways. And the neural pathways in the brain look like laser beams that are part of a security system in a museum, perhaps, that crisscross the room. Have you ever seen a movie where the thief is trying to steal a painting or something? They got to crawl under the laser beam or over the laser beam. That's what this reminds me of. And so once the brain matter is reconfigured, those neural pathways light right up. Have you noticed that, that you've had headaches or are you having any like brain fog or anything like that? Yeah, some brain fog. Um, okay. Not headaches. 
Yeah, that's pretty common. Really up your omega-3 supplements. Be sure that they're purified and um, and burpless because it's fish oil usually. You know what it tastes like? Fish oil. It's nasty. So the ones that you buy, be sure they're purified and be, be sure that they're um, burpless. That'll say that on the, the, you know, label of the fish oil. So do that. All right. Let me look at your teeth. The teeth that where the energy went is your lower palate on the right side. Is that where you've had, you're having some problems? All right. Let me see what's going on. And it's teeth that are kind of, you know, midway to the back is what I'm seeing. All right. So you've got some nerves that have been damaged. I think what happened was you probably clenched your teeth and it damaged the nerve in doing so. And what I'm watching is I'm watching that nerve get cleaned out of the socket where the nerve goes in for the teeth. And so are they talking about doing implants or just doing a bridge that hooks onto other teeth? Right. It would be a, a type of a bridge, yes. Okay. All right. Implants. You can't do implants? I don't think my body would take it, no. Okay. All right. So uh, I think you're going to be fine with that. I would be, the the most pressing issue is your, your brain, is the concussion. I would, I would Google concussion protocol of how you can heal that. But I know big doses of omega-3 are a really good place to start. Okay. And that'll help your brain regenerate. Your teeth are going to be fine. You're going to be able to, I mean, they'll they'll get you a bridge and you're going to be okay with it. But your brain is the big thing. Right. Good. Okay. Okay. I hope you feel better. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. You're welcome. That. You're thanks. most welcome. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Julie. Thank you for taking my video. I am from Palm Bay, Florida, recently moved here. I just wanted to say I'm a teacher, and I recently had a fourth-grade student during my teaching say, oh, don't come here anymore. So she was talking, I found out, to her deceased sister, and I asked her to describe what her sister looked like, and she told me blonde hair, blue eyes with a white dress, that had oh. blood on me. And oh. she's never been able to, I want to help the child. And this is something that I feel compelled to do. She mm-hmm. said she's never heard her name called. So I asked the sister if she would reveal the name. And she did. She came back and said, Isabella. And I had the chills, you know, the goosebumps right away. So I felt like that was confirmation. But my question to you is, or one, the child is traumatized and I'm trying to help this child because nobody believes her. They think she's crazy and she's definitely not. She just has a gift and her gift obviously is um, to be able to see her sister as well as other spirits. So the problem that I don't understand is the sister comes to her with a dress that's red, that's blood, because she was in a car accident, apparently. Mm. But I don't mm. understand why she would come to her with a knife. That part, I don't. I'm trying to piece together. So I was hoping maybe you could somehow give me some input, something that I can help this child with. She comes to her and shows her a knife. Is that what you said? Yes. And I know spirit is supposed to be all love. And that's what I've been telling her. And I've told her, I said, please tell your sister to, that that scares you, you know, that that's not how you want her to come. So I'm just not, you know, the dress I can kind of understand, Mm -hmm. but the knife part, I don't get. Did she have surgery after the accident? Do you know? No, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's what came in to me was Uh that she had surgery, Michelle. So the spirit's name's Isabella? Yes. And the child is Isabella. 
is what? I'm sorry. The child is Malaya. Malaya. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me, let's, let's, uh, Isabella is already here. Isabella is next to you. So let's talk to Isabella. Isabella, what's going on with the knife? I'm hearing I had surgery and it didn't work. So tell her, so something to do with surgery. She either had surgery or she didn't get surgery or something like that. Talk to her about, Isabella, can you show yourself to your sister in a way that's not going to frighten her? She's saying, oh, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> okay. see, in the spirit world, Michelle, nothing's good or bad, right or wrong. It's just an experience. Right. And we interpret things based on our human frame of reference. So what grade is Malaya? Fourth. Malaya? Fourth grade? Malaya, fourth grade. Okay. Can you imagine no one believes her and this poor yeah. child? Yeah, yeah. You know, people are thinking she's crazy, including her mother. Yeah. So here I am stepping up. They're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but I have, you know to, what? I have to feel good. Oh, God bless you for doing that. Consider. Yeah. You've done this before with other students. I think I have some kind of gift, something that I'm able to sense it, you know. Uh This has happened before with like two other students. So I feel like I need to be there, you know, Mm -hmm. as this person to guide them through. I think also maybe um, Isabella hasn't crossed over completely. Maybe that could be it too, no? No, she has. All spirits go to heaven when they die. Yeah, yeah. She's in heaven. No, that's not it. Uh, I get it's related to surgery. That um, it's something to do with surgery. Maybe they had to cut her out of the car, you know, like extract her out of the car, the jaws of life kind of a thing. There is something to do with her treatment, either when she was being extracted from the car or her care, her medical care. So um, the the thing that I'm getting, Michelle, that you can do is get a copy of my book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens As We Transition. You have it. Show Malaya, Malaya. Okay. Show her the drawings in there. Explain to her what's going on. Show her the drawings. Tell her that her sister was surrounded by angels in the spirits of deceased loved ones and the spirits of pets. She's a fourth grader. Have her read a story. You know, one of the stories about the families with whom I worked and have her look at those drawings because, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words is what they say. And I, and I agree with that. So tell her that this is completely normal. Everybody has the ability. And just because grownups can't, see doesn't mean that she can't. I also would consider getting one or more of my children's books. Angel Messages for Kids would be a good one to start because it talks about how we're spirits, how we're, we choose our mommy and daddy, how even if mommy and daddy can't see deceased loved ones, we can see them sometimes. And I would do the either the cat one or the dog one too. And those are illustrated. So they're big, beautiful pictures of angels and stuff. That may even resonate with her more. I would do those. Get a get a couple of the of the angel messages books and and show them to her. Yeah. God love you for Yeah, God God love you for helping these children. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, and I, I have so many moms and grandmothers primarily who've told me over the years, Michelle, my child can see deceased loved ones. My child can communicate. My child knows past life information. We can corroborate. My child wants to know what happens when somebody dies. And that's what led me to write the four children's books, right. the Angel Messages series. So you may want to get one of each of those and just keep them in your library in your classroom 
Well, my fifth, my kindergarten kid, just to tell you real quick, he asked me the other day, he said, have you been to heaven? Oh, <laughs> what'd you tell him? I said, well, it's possible that I've been there. Have you? And he just looked at me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They, they oh. remember well, they do. And then they start shutting it down about the age of seven-ish or so. So the fact that she can still see them, everybody has the ability, but the fact that she can still see them says a lot for her. And I'm thinking these children are being led to you. That's not a coincidence that you've had more than one of these children in your class so you can help them. I would get my children's books and keep them in your classroom library. I. I may, but I have to be very careful because I, I work at a church and you know how they believe it's Satan, you know, they believe it's Satan. So I'm very hush What kind hush of church? What kind of church? Um, I believe it's a Christian church. I'm actually Jewish, so it doesn't affect me. <laughs> well, but I, just, I, you know. My books are passed out, both the children's books and the angelic attendant books, by many, many, many churches and synagogues around the country, number one. And number two, the Pope, Pope Francis, back in 2016, released a, a newsletter, kind of a thing, a bulletin to his parish priests around the world saying, welcome psychics and healers. They're doing the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so, well, that's awesome. Then I will, yeah. I will get put them there because yeah. I feel the need. So, yeah. Well, and you, if you send me an email if you okay. need me to send you copies of that papal bulletin, I will be happy to share that Absolutely. with you. I will. Okay. I will. Thank you. All right. Thanks, God Michelle. Bless you. Merry Christmas. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Hi, Carla. Hey, Julie. How are you? So nice to be well, here wonderful. with you. Yeah. Oh, my honor. Where are you? I'm in central Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Terrific. What's so, on your shirt? Oh, I just, I went to Comic-Con with my kids. So I got the boom oh. pow. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. It was a Cute. good time. <laughs> wonderful. Um, you got a question for me? Yeah, so I'm I've been at my same job for 13 years and I know that you also speak to um your soul's purpose. Um I feel like I'm transitioning out of that right now and I'm looking towards a couple different routes to go. I just wanted to know if you had any sort of insight on my soul's purpose here on earth. Let me ask you this question. This is always fun. If you had more money than you could ever spend in your whole life, what would you do for fun? For fun, for a hobby or for career? For fun, just for fun. Oh, I would do art. You didn't have to work. What kind would, of art? Uh, portraits, crafting, things like that. So you're, an, you're a painter? I'm, I love drawing. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's your, that's your, what you're creating. That's what you're being led to do. So follow that. What can you do that involves your art, your drawing, your whatever it is that you want to create? And you don't have to do everything all at once. Like don't quit your day job while you're doing this, but perhaps, so do you do drawings for others? Like do you draw people or pets or I, I just love regular drawing, I love drawing portraits 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 okay so take a step in that direction Carla start start getting your information out there start getting your work out there do you have a social media channel do you have a you know a YouTube channel anything like that to get your portraits no, out of there do you have pictures do you have no, pictures of the ones that you did? I do have a couple of photos, yes. Um, I'm like, I'm just wondering, I'm I'm a single mom with two kids. Like, I, I need a job to pay the bills. Like, you know, like that. that's the type of thing where I'm like, what can I yeah. do with both? 
Yeah. So while you have your job that's giving you money to pay your bills, focus on doing what you love. And then you're going to be led to the next step and the next step and the next step. And that's going to help you figure out how you can do that for a living eventually and make money at it. So when we focus on what it is that brings us joy, I mean, we all think, oh, I got to get a job because I got to pay the bills and all of that. And that's how all of us are raised, right? But when we focus on what brings us joy, start off with that part-time. Start doing it just for fun. Start start like an Instagram or and a Facebook page. Start posting what those pictures look like, your drawings. And then... What's going to happen is people are going to see it and they're going to they're going to contact you and say, hey, Carla, can you draw a portrait of my child or my dog or my home or whatever? And you'll get commissions. And then what you can do is you can parlay that into something that you can do as a career and make money at it and love it. So do it while you're still working. You know, just take a step. Even if you spend a couple of hours on it a week. Take a step, start moving in that direction. You'll have a thought to do something else. You're going to be afraid. You'll think, oh, I'm not going to have enough time to do that. Oh, I got to work. I'm tired. I mean, you're going to come with a million excuses. So two-minute rule. If I spend two hours a week on my art, helping to develop helping to develop this into a career, is that going to kill me in the next two minutes? No, it's not. So it's a fake fear. That lessens the fear. Take the step anyways. You'll be led to something else. And it works great. You'll see. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you, Julie. You bet. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Julie. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. You too. Where are you? Are you in San Francisco? You got the Golden Gate Bridge you know, behind what you. What was your first clue? <laughs> yes, I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud to be a native Californian. I'm in the Bay Area. Wonderful. How yeah. may I help you? So mine is um, a, a connection with somebody who has recently crossed over. Uh, love of my okay. life passed May 8th, David Mariero. He, um, oh, I'm sorry. He and I have been friends since elementary school and then we had a love affair for about 11 years we split we split on good terms um he had some health issues that he can conveyed to me and then he mm-hmm. passed and i'm just wondering if he oh, if he has any messages that he would like to convey whether it's on behalf of his children or his family i feel like something is unsaid or undone it just hasn't sat right did he die of respiratory stuff? He's telling me that he had respiratory issues. What's going on with that? So, I, you know, I didn't hear anything about that. He had some liver issues. He had some kidney issues. The kidneys were failing. Um, that's when we okay. split. He, he was not wanting to be a burden on anybody and kind of went a different direction. Um, if that is so, I wasn't aware of it. The autopsy said it was heart attack, and it, that just doesn't sound right to me either. Yeah, he's talking about respiratory failure, which could cause a heart attack. Um, something, something along those lines. He's saying that the, uh, that his cause of death is not accurate. Yeah. It's respiratory failure of some kind. Was he in the hospital? Was he on a vent when he died? Do you know? No, he was not. He uh, okay. fell asleep. His sixteen-year-old, he has three kids. His sixteen-year-old fell asleep next to him. The dog started barking, woke them both up. He stood up and collapsed. And okay. they, they couldn't figure it out. And I just, you know, I care very much for the kids. want to be able to do anything I can for the family or the, or the children. And just I feel like there might be something there. He's saying he, say he couldn't breathe. He came, okay. He's told me that four times. He couldn't breathe. Okay. Respiratory failure is what I'm okay. getting. Okay. So, David, is there anything that you want Melissa to tell your kids? Are they with their mom? No. Mom is, she's got some medical issues. God bless her. She's struggled. Um, she's bipolar and has had 
some struggles of her own. And so uh, his sister has stepped in. His two older okay. sons are trying to provide and protect, but they're very young. And then there's a younger one that they're providing and so, protecting. So, yeah, the youngest one was next to him when it happened. That's Roman. He's 16. A 16-year-old. Um, yep. They've got one that is just in junior college and the other one's in early 20s. Okay. What he's saying is to tell them that they're stronger than they have any idea that they are. They're stronger than they know. Yeah. They're going to get through this. He's with them. Teach them how to talk with him. You know how this works. Explain yes. to them how our heads are big satellite dishes. They receive and transmit frequencies. Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. In order for them to communicate with their dad, all they have to do is think of their dad. If they're doing something random and they think of their dad all of a sudden, that's their dad letting them know that he's with them. So anything that they need to know, all they have to do is ask him. And then that sets up kind of like a two-way radio channel and that information is going to come in to them from their dad. So he's saying, teach them how to communicate with him. Got it. And he's saying, if they're not ready for it, that's okay. Plant the seed. They'll come to you when they're ready. I believe that. Are you, no, are, doing that. Are you in touch with them? Are yes. you in touch with yes, them? Yes, I am. I am. Yep. I had some, um, he was in the military. He was a Marine. I had some dog tags mm. made in memoriam. And so those will be gifted here upon the holiday. And I'm checking in on the regular and they reach for me. They have over the years when they need anything and he's blessed that. So we're good there. Yeah. So you were with them when they were little, it sounds like if you oh, were with yeah. them for 11 TV. years. Yeah. Roman was yeah. four and we were together. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful that you were able to be with them during that time and that you still are. What a what a gracious thing for you to do. But that's his big thing is let him know he's around them. Let him know they can communicate with him. He's saying, tell them that it's just like learning a different language. I'll do that. To communicate with them. Yeah. I appreciate he's saying it. that will make that will make sense to them from an analogy standpoint. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Very helpful. Okay. All righty. All right. Hi, Julie. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Lindley. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm calling from Pensacola, Florida. Great. You got a question for me? Um, I do. Um, I've spoken to you last week about my grandma. Um, I just wanted mm -hmm. to see if anything may have changed or if progressed or in her stage of transition and if she's still kind of aiming for the um, for the day of Christmas to depart us. Yeah, I remember that you thought that she was going to leave on Christmas Day. What phase was she in last week? I don't remember. She was in phase 10. Phase 10. Okay, remind me of her first name, Lindley. Um, I call her Meemaw, but her name is Annie. I had a Meemaw. I think my name... Yeah, I remember you saying oh. you had a Mima as well. Yeah. Oh, my Mima was my favorite person on the planet. When, mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's just, yeah. I had forgotten that you called your, your grandmother Mima. Uh, all right. So I'm connecting to you and from you to your Mima. All right, got her. She's in phase 11. Yeah. She's, the vortex is strong above her head. The, <clears throat> there's angels on either side of her spirit bubble. The spirit exits through the top of the head. For those of you that think we're talking in secret code, we're not. <laughs> if you go to AskJulieRyan.com, the 12 phases, right, Lindley? There's a chart there that you can download of what the configuration is of angels and deceased loved ones as we're approaching death. And as we are like to about phase nine, the angels who are either side of the spirit bubble that holds on to the top of the head, their wings start to move and it creates drag and it causes a vortex to form. And that's what people with near-death experiences talk about going through the tunnel. That's what they're talking about. They'll, they'll talk about going through a tunnel or a vortex. That's what I see. The vortex is very strong. Uh, she's saying she never said she was going to leave on Christmas Day. That's what you think. 
So. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. we were um, we connected with um, her son who passed recently. Uh, my mom and I, and he had told us Christmas Day, and that's um, that's that's what we had thought. But it's um, okay. That's interesting. I I really thought that Christmas Day is when she was planning to depart. Do you know if there's any particular part in her? in her body that's beginning to shut down to bring her to stage 11? All of them. Mm. All of them. I know yeah. she struggled with Everything. her, uh, with her kidneys. Some, I didn't know if it was, um, I also wondered if I, we, we received Christmas day very, very profoundly, but if that's not the case, I mean, that's absolutely okay. But, um, she's having a procedure done a couple days before that. I assume that's, that she has to go under anesthesia for, I assume that's what would trigger everything and it would kind of be a domino effect from there, but. I think just let it unfold. You know, when we try and control and know exactly what the date and the time and everything is of our loved one passing, it's just, you know, it just stresses us out and mm -hmm. and just let it go. She's gonna leave when she's ready. Nobody can affect that one way or the other. We all decide when we go, where we go, how we go, who's with us or not when we go. And she's saying, be less concerned about when she's leaving and more concerned about just just enjoying her and spending time with her. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I look for the little miracles along the way too because they'll be plentiful. So Definitely. pay attention to those too. Okay. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for calling. Yeah. You bet. All righty, everybody. That's it for this week. Sending you lots of love from sweet home Alabama. Mwah. I will see you next week. And then we're going to take a break at Christmas. We'll have an interview that's released that week. So enjoy the holiday season. Go see some lights, bake some cookies, do things to create joy in this season with those you love. See you soon. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.